Environment Matters, sponsored by Wuka Period Pants, the reusable menstrual underwear that completely replaces disposables. Find out more at wuka.co.uk and join the revolution. And a big welcome to Environment Matters with me, Amanda Yorworth. Environment Matters is the show that brings you news on issues of sustainability and the environment from around St Albans and from further afield. Now, we welcome back the sunshine this weekend. And with the sun, many of you were out doing your bit to make St Albans a better place for wildlife and for people. Now, Wilderhood Watch members planted silver birch, wild cherry and rowan saplings provided by the Woodland Trust at Bernard's Heath Junior School, where they also plan to establish some wildlife meadows. Sounds rather lovely, doesn't it? And 20 volunteers from the Vare Valley Society turned out to widen the footpath and remove debris from the mill stream alongside the River Vare near Red They reported that a few snipe and teal flew from the water meadows and skylarks were singing above the fields, which does sound rather idyllic. They were pleased that there was enough water and silt in the mill stream to make wading challenging, but they said that it's a glorious part of the river trail and well worth the walk at any time. And they collected just half a bag of litter, bottles, cans, sweet wrappers and a balloon from the hedge, so perhaps that war on plastic is getting sunk somewhere. Now their next working party is on the 15th of February and they'll be working on the river near Colney Street and everybody's welcome to come along and join in the hard but rewarding work. And Larry the Kingfisher, is that his name? Well, do tweet at RV underscore environment if you know otherwise, is still gracing Verulamium Park. Well worth taking a trip to see Larry if you haven't done so yet. Now, HS2, it's all over the headlines again. And I realised that whilst I'd heard a lot about it, I didn't really have a clue um, where it would go in our neck of the woods, or former woods, sorry, couldn't resist that. So I checked out the map on the HS2 website. HS2 will emerge out of London to cross the Colne Valley just north of Rickmansworth. Um, If you know anyone who enjoys water sports or open water swimming at Denham Lake, they'll have seen that trees have already been cut down in preparation there. And the route will then um, go across Chalfant Common through Chalfant St Giles and cross the River Misbourne to the west of Amersham from where it will roughly follow the route of the A413 to Wendover and beyond. Well, according to the HS2 website, this new high-speed railway from London to Birmingham will reduce congestion on existing rail routes and will take hundreds of thousands of cars and lorries off the roads each year, reducing carbon emissions and improving air quality. Well, what's not to like? Well, according to a recent report by the Wildlife Trust, there's plenty not to like. Josh Kubel of the Hearts and Middlesex Wildlife Trust is here to explain. So, Josh, you can't really argue with the fact that we do need to get more people out of cars and planes and onto trains, um, and HS2 will do that. So, you know, really, what's not to like about that? Well, yeah, that that's sort of fair enough. And obviously, as an environmental organisation, we're in favour of public transport that's sustainable. Um, and we're not proposing to stop HS2. We're merely proposing that they stop and rethink and get their plans a little bit better because with the current plans in the way that they are, um, there's just too much cost to wildlife. Right, Okay. I mean, you can't really make an omelette without breaking eggs. And big infrastructure projects like this, they're bound to involve some level of destruction, some cost to wildlife, as you say. But, I mean, that's the same for the railways that we have at the moment, and we wouldn't be without them. So isn't this a cost worth paying? 
Um, no, um, you can't solve a, solve a climate crisis by destroying wildlife. Um, and as I say, with it in its current state, um, HS2, it's, it's just going to be too much of a cost to wildlife. It's going to go through nearly 700 local wildlife sites, about 108 ancient woodland sites, which are absolutely irreplaceable. And the mitigation that's been proposed is either not enough or is completely unsuitable. And the Wildlife Trust, as HS2 first came around, actually set out um, how HS2 could be a good thing in terms of, a, we, we called it a green vision for HS2, and it just currently isn't going anywhere near the green vision for HS2. Oh, okay. So, 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 what things did you propose that they're not doing then? Because they they do have their own environmental impact assessments, don't they? Yeah, um, and they actually they actually said at the beginning that there was going to be no net, no overall loss of wildlife um, in their plans, and they're, and they're not currently even meeting their own plans. Um, so, coming to the mitigation, um, that in in some cases they're they're suggesting to plant trees in already existing um, good open habitat, so things like wildflower meadows. Um, and obviously, if you plant trees in wildflower meadows, then they're going to be more or less destroyed, even though they're already right. pretty good as they are. Okay, okay. So, so, so what you're saying is that you know, whilst you'd have thought that if you're destroying woodlands, the answer was planting trees. You've got to be very careful about where this is done, and they don't seem to have addressed this. Have I understood that correctly? Yeah, and. Um, where, where, they're, where they're saying they're destroying woodlands, like I said earlier, a, a lot of those woodlands are, are ancient woodlands as well. You can't really overemphasize how important some of these sites are for wildlife. Um, some of the trees on them are going to be over 800 years old, some of them maybe even 1,000 years old. And imagine all of the beetles, all of the birds and wasps and fantastic wildlife that has built up in just a few of these trees over the years. So yeah. there's no amount of trees that you can plant um, to make up for even one ancient tree. It's kind of like suggesting to plant a shed for having knocked someone's house down. It's just, it's not enough, really. Right, okay. So so just tell us about, you've told us about, you know, obviously some fabulous trees there that that would be um, going to the bulldozer. Are there a few wildlife gems not far from here that are under threat? Um, so, yeah, our wildlife, our wildlife gem that's under threat is Broadwater Lake Nature Reserve. It's in the Colne Valley, it's near Denham, um, and it's a nationally important um, wildlife site, um, mostly for its um, wildfowl, wildfowl that comes here to the UK from places like Scandinavia and Arctic Russia. Um, and the reason they, they use it is because it's a large, open body of water. It's a really calm lake, and they need it like that so that they can spend the winter here, not use too much energy, and be able to go all the way back to their breeding grounds. So... What's happening there is HS2 are going to build a massive viaduct over right smack bang across the whole of the site, and it's yeah, it's, yeah. it's going to cause quite a lot of destruction. I, I did look at that, and and yes, you're you're absolutely right that it is just a body of water with with just the the railway track going yeah. straight diagonally across the middle, isn't it? Yeah. Um, okay. Well, I mean, that obviously wouldn't be good for um, migrating birds to find that their stop-off point had, had been destroyed. Um, and can you tell us perhaps about a couple of species that would be particularly affected? And you mentioned the migrating birds there. Are there other things or any particular birds? Um, so, so particular birds, um, I'll take one as an example. Uh, there's a duck called a potchard, um, and it comes all the way from Arctic Russia. I think it's something like 2,500 miles that it comes to get to the UK. And yeah, as you say, it's going to come all of that way and find that Broadwater Lake 
it's got this massive viaduct on it and um even just during during the construction if we forget things like collisions with trains there's going to be so much disturbance on that nature reserve that's going to going to really affect these birds but other wildlife that we've got there we've also got Dorbenton's bats which is a specialist wetland bat and it's also protected by law and we've also got water voles there which um yeah are just yeah. absolutely amazing that's they're right in loads of threat yeah and they're also protected that's right they're not doing so well at the moment are they so we, we do need to help them so you're saying that you, you you're not saying that hs2 shouldn't go ahead and i'm kind of thinking well so so how would this work then are you saying that um that there should be more tunnelling or that should be a different route? I mean, it can't sort of go winding round every every lovely tree, can it? Yeah, well, the, the main thing is in the mitigation. Um, as I said earlier about the trees, um, we would like HS2 to be doing better mitigation and doing more mitigation. So their, their buffer zones that they're proposing around the areas that they're going to be working in, we would like those to be much bigger and we would like them to work more closely with local experts on the mitigation they're proposing so that we don't get any trees planted in existing good habitat and that we get the right replacement for the habitats that are going to be affected. Right, OK. And and I'm thinking that actually places like the Wildlife Trust is where the local experts are. So you presumably want them to work better with you? Possibly, yeah. Indeed. Um, so if we share your concerns, what should we do? Um, so we're writing a letter to the Prime Minister. Um, we're getting, we're collecting signatures and trying to encourage as many people as possible to, to sign it. Um, and you can do that on our website. It's the Hearts and Middlesex Wildlife Trust. Um, and it's got all the information on there. And, yeah, we're really hoping that it's going to make a difference. Brilliant. Josh, thank you very much indeed for joining thank me. Thank you. And Lee got in touch to say that many local people have already joined Chris Packham at a demonstration at Broadwater Lake. This was a couple of weeks ago, protesting against the destruction that HS2 will cause to this site. Um, Lee said that there was a crowd of well over a thousand who joined Chris there. Now, I asked local Conservative politicians to come and defend the proposals for HS2, which I'm afraid no one wanted to. And I asked Transport Minister Grant Shapps for a statement but I'm afraid his office didn't get back to me. Now, Butterfly World supporters have received some disappointing news. John Horsfield, chair of Butterfly World, spoke to me over the telephone to explain. John, thank you very much indeed for joining me and glad to hear that you're back to active campaigning life again. Now, Convene Construction have applied for the land that was Butterfly World to be excluded from the Greenbelt so that it can be considered as a site for housing development. You must be really disappointed. Yes, I, I, I'm disappointed and quite annoyed about this. The, the council and councillors have given me repeated assurances over recent years that there is no way this land will be developed. And now we're in a situation where either uh, there's been a, a cock-up, for use of a better word, or uh, there's, there is a fault in the planning law that allows this to happen. Uh, as far as I understand the situation, uh, when uh, Butterfly World was set up, the, the original uh, applicant, Clive Farrell, went and talked to the uh, council and uh, after serious consideration, they said, look, you can put a temporary site, uh, project on Greenbelt land. We would allow this on condition that the buildings are temporary and that if for any reason the project fails, then the planning consent will cease to exist. 
Now, that is what happened. The planning consent ceased to exist because Butterfly World uh, was closed. But what didn't happen was that nobody instructed uh, the owners of the land to clear it. Some of the, the buildings are still on the land. But my, my argument very strongly would be that these are temporary buildings. They are not, uh, most of them are made, made of wood. This, is, this site has not been developed. Right, OK. But, and of course, the important thing here is that if the, if the land was developed, it becomes brownfield land. Um, and, uh, and this therefore means that it would be excluded from from Greenbelt, it would be eligible to be excluded if it had been previously developed. But you say that the, the, the um, buildings there were only temporary and only intended to be temporary. Absolutely, and there, there is absolutely no, no reason why uh, the uh, owners couldn't have cleared the site. Could you just tell us what we would lose if this site was, um, was built on? Well, I mean, this site is the Greenbelt buffer between St Albans and the M25. And how about any wildlife value that sits there? Well, the wildlife, the the site was the home of the small blue butterfly. They developed it there, and therefore I want to do something about it. I'm planning a a few butterfly world to organise a public meeting probably in the next two or three weeks so that uh, we can invite all the organisations that are affected. And there were everything from the little tin church in Bedman to... uh, the NOC are all going to be affected by this if it's allowed to happen. And I just hope that the council are going to vigorously defend this green belt. And I was talking there to John Horsfield of Butterfly World um, 2.0. And if this is something that concerns you, do take a look at the Butterfly World Facebook page where they'll have all the details of their events. And if we if I manage to catch them, I'll I'll tell you about them as well. Now, obviously, lots of lots active in the planning world around St. Albans at the moment. The local plan examination hearing began on Tuesday this week um, and will run until tomorrow, Thursday, um, and then there will be another of couple of days hearings coming up in February. Um, Councillor Jamie Day, the portfolio holder for planning, said the local plan is one of the most important tasks the council undertakes with the examination hearing putting it in the spotlight. I urge anyone who is interested in the future shape of the district to take a look at the webcast of the hearings and see the rigorous scrutiny that the plan is subjected to. Now, you can find the webcast, um, which Jamie was talking about there, um, and you can either watch the hearings live or after the event via the council website. Actually quite easy to find. If you go to the home page and at the top of the home page, you'll see a link through to information about the local plan examination. And then if you go down to the bottom of there, there's a link to the webcast. Um, As as Jamie says, this really is... uh, an important um, an important document that's being discussed and um, will shape the, the, the St Albans for years to come. So do take a look. Now, um, don't forget the registrations are now open for events for this year's Sustainability Festival. It will run from the 23rd of May to the 7th of June. Um, Organisers say any group or business, faith group, school, 
book group, whatever, can run an event. Um, it just has to be anything that will make us a bit more sustainable. Um, now, lots of you have already registered events, apparently. Walks, talks, workshops, demonstrations. Um, but don't worry if you've not registered your event. You have until the 9th of February to do so. And if you'd like to find more information or to register your event, then go to www.sustfest.org. Now, do remember, follow me on Twitter, at RV underscore environment. Is Larry the right name for the Kingfisher? Please like the Environment Matters Facebook page and drop me a line on amanda at radioverolum.com if you've got any comments about the show. Remember, you can always listen to this or any edition of Environment Matters by going to the podcast page of radioverolum.com. I'll be back at the same time next week, but until then, thank you for listening. Environment Matters, sponsored by Wuka Period Pants, the reusable menstrual underwear that completely replaces disposables. Find out more at wuka.co.uk and join the revolution. 